Good morning. I invite you to stand as we worship this morning. And hello to all those who are watching from home. You can stay seated on your couch or you could stand or wherever you happen to be. But uh, everyone is welcome. And we're going to begin with prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Lord God, you are good. You are good, Lord God. God, we've come here to worship you and to, to grow closer to you. And God, we offer up this time to you. Please have your way, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You can put your hands together for this one. That's it. We're singing, Lord, you are good and your mercy endures forever. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Let's sing that again. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. That again, Lord, you are good. Lord, you are good, and your mercy endureth forever. Lord, you are good, and your mercy endureth forever. Lord, you are good. Lord, you are good, and your mercy endureth forever. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. People from every nation and tongue, from generation to generation, we worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we worship you. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. So good. So good. So good. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You are good all the time. All the time. You are good. You are good all the time. All the time. You are good, you are good all the time, all the time. You are good, you are good all the time, all the time. You are good, you are good all the time, all the time. You are good, you are good all the time, all time you are good we worship you hallelujah hallelujah we worship you for who you are we 
toi que this morning. Welcome to church. We just have a few announcements, but before we do that, why don't you turn to someone next to you and just wave a good hello. Welcome someone to church this morning. <laughs> Perfect. Just a few announcements for you today. The first one is we have our second kids day of the summer coming up on July 28th, just a little over a week away, and we are so excited. If you haven't registered, now is the time to do so to make sure you have your spot because there is limited spots available. So please make sure to do that through our website, ebcoakville.com. And I can say with confidence that there will be a bouncy castle, and the kids will be challenged to bounce higher than me. 
So, so that's the challenge. So make sure your kids are registered for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Then the next announcement I have is for our youth and young adults. If you are a young person or if you are young at heart, there is lots happening this summer that we would love for you to be a part of, whether you're in grade six or college or just newly married, and, and we would love to see you there, including for our young adults, a beach trip to Wasaga Beach next Saturday. There's lots going on, and we would love to have you be a part of that. So in a second, I'm going to dismiss the kids, but uh, parents, I'm just going to ask if you can direct your kids around the chairs so that way uh, the cameras and, and the microphone stand are, are, are knocked over, the, the kids don't trip over anything, that'd be great. So kids, you are dismissed to go to Kids Church this morning. Have a great time, and we'll pass it back over to Tyler for worship. we sang about how God is good. You know, Lord, you are good and your mercy endures forever. And then we sang, do what you want to do. Because if God is good and he knows what's best, then we want him to do what he wants to do because he only wants what is best. And what's very hard for us, as I'm sure we've all experienced, is sometimes what God wants is not what we want or it doesn't seem to make sense, at least not from our perspective. And sometimes singing those upbeat songs can be hard because we not maybe don't feel upbeat this morning. Maybe we're very tired and maybe we're really going through a really horrible time. You know, a really tough season. And so this song speaks to that. But it's good to remind ourselves that God is good. What Satan tries to do when we're going through a tough time is to convince us that maybe God isn't so good. You know, and then, and then we lose hope and then it's a whole horrible rabbit hole you can go down there with doubt and despair and all of that. And so it's so important that every day we thank God for the good in our lives, for what he has blessed us with. And if we have a tough time thinking of currently things to be thankful for, then although I'm sure there's something, um, we go back to the past we go, I remember this. I remember when God did this. I remember this beautiful season in my life. I remember how God works so powerfully here. You know, that is so, so important. And that, that happened in the Old Testament too when the Israelites are grumbling and they're complaining, you know, or, or they're going through uh, a hard time or they're in the wilderness. There's so many times where it's like, remember what I did. Remember this. How do you forget? Like, all these amazing miracles happened and now you're, you know, grumbling or complaining or, or whatever. And I'm not saying that if you're going through a hard time, lifting that up to God and, and venting that out. That's an important thing to do. But we need to remember and we need to trust that God is good. And so we bring our, our cares to God and our concerns to Him. We lift them up to Him. So hopefully this song speaks to you. And hopefully you can pray along with this song about the goodness of God. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head I will sing of the goodness of God. Sing that again. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hand. The moment that I wake up Until I lay my head I will sing Of the goodness of God All my life you have been faithful all my life you have been so, so good With 
every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. I love your voice. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire in darkest night. You are close like no other I've known you as a father I've known you as a friend I have lived in the goodness of God All my life you have been faithful all my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God so You're good Your goodness is running after It's running after me your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I'm surrendered now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I'm surrendered now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God I will sing of the goodness of God I will sing of the goodness of God. So our God, please help us to remember. It's so easy to focus on the negative and it's hard to forget. I mean, it's hard to remember sometimes how good you've been. God, maybe sometimes we, or we probably do, take so many blessings for granted we don't even realize. Lord God, please help us to trust in you and your goodness, Lord God.
darkness hide thee though the eye of sinful man thy glory may not see only thou art holy there is none beside thee perfect in power in love and purity holy 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 lord god almighty all thy works shall praise thy name in earth and sky and In a moment, we're, we're going to welcome our guests up to speak uh, this morning, and, and due to the nature of, of their work and the location of their work, it's important that there's complete anonymity, right? Uh, that's why we're not saying their names out loud, especially with our live stream running. And just to speak to the camera directly, if you're watching online, we just ask that you refrain from putting anyone's names in the comments as well. 
So, without further ado, we'd love to invite our guests up this morning. Please join me in welcoming them today. Hello, everybody. Good morning. So great to be with you and uh, be with our family here. And uh, we brought reports to you, praise reports to you. And I want to start with our uh, girl named uh, Nigi. So Nigi is 20 years old and she is from the orphanage where our Peter was. Um, remember, you all remember Pete is the little boy that didn't have legs and didn't have hands. And remember how we shared with you he couldn't even play and he was sitting in the corner. And he was our first one that we helped with prosthesis so he can run around. And you all saw the video of him. So Nigi, that's, that's our Pete. And Nigi, uh, Nigi is... Um, she was in that orphanage and she was helping Peter all the time. She was his like caregiver. But when she turned 16 years old, she had to leave the orphanage. And um, kids have to be just on their own. And she didn't know, she didn't have a place uh, to live. And one of our 15 sweat, 15 ladies took her home, and when she took her home, she asked her about her passion and what she wants to learn. So we were able to help her. She really wanted to um, know how to be a manic manicure and pedicure master. So she went through all the study, and because of you, we were able to help her with the um, go through that school, and also she needed uh, staff to start her little business, and she needed staff um, for like $300, and um, your church was able to help Nigi to get her own new um, little business, and that's what she does. She does manicure and pedicure. Thank you so much. And the next story I want to share with you is, uh, you all know that Svet is uh, helping orphanages, baby orphanages, orphanages with special needs, uh, blind people society. We're helping single moms, old folks home. But this year, God showed us a new ministry. Um, you all know that during the lockdowns, it was really, really hard back home and People lost jobs, people didn't have, um, like, didn't know how to provide for their families. And God showed us many, many uh, pastors of underground churches back home, and they were really struggling. Like, this is just a couple examples I'm going to share with you. This is one of the pastors. He has five children. His wife was um, very, very ill, and he had to provide for his family. What he was doing is he had a job of doing remodelings and uh, painting houses. But during this COVID times, nobody wanted to hire him because, you know, people were so nervous to do any kind of remodeling in their houses because of unknown future, right? They didn't know um, if they need to keep this money or hire someone. So he was struggling so much, just provide basic things like basic food for people, for his family. And um, he got into, they got into a big debt in paying bills. Like um, they couldn't pay bills for eight months. And the government came three times to him and warned him that they will turn off the water, electricity, gas, and everything. So they were praying to Jesus and they had a debt of $300 to pay that, uh, all those bills. And because of you, I came here to tell you a huge thank you. Because of you sponsoring and supporting Svet, we were able to help these pastors because they give their life to Jesus. They sacrifice their life. They have their underground churches. And um, we were able to help him. It was a big, um, like you, you understand, it's like big burden off his shoulders. So it was so beautiful. And then another pastor I wanted to share with you, um, also pastor of Underground Church, he had so much pain in his teeth. He needed uh, work in his teeth, but of course he had to provide for his family. And um, also in his congregation, um, 
they had lots of needs. He always put everybody else first before himself, but he came to a point when he couldn't even handle the pain. And uh, we were able to help him, and you can see his beautiful smile now, but um, praise God, not just for smile. He says that I'm so happy that I don't have any pain in his mouth anymore. And he's just telling you huge, huge thank you. Um, and another story, you can see the difference in the pictures. And another story I want to share with you is about our uh, Tanya. And uh, Tanya is, you all remember her. We shared her story with you. She was an orphan from one of our orphanages. And she came to Jesus um, through our ministry. And then we actually hired her in one of our baby orphanages. And you probably all remember how in the beginning uh, we showed you a video of her when she was sharing how in the beginning it was so hard for her to see like hundreds of kids, babies crying because she knows she was there. She was one of them. And she said that in the beginning she just wanted to put kids by the moms, just find all these moms, put them by the wall and just shoot them. That's what she had in, uh, in her heart. But um, her testimony is that she prayed to God and God was helping her to forgive all these moms. And she was so happy to be a mom for all these orphans. But then God provided her with a beautiful husband. Her husband is the one who got this beautiful smile with teeth. And they became um, pastors in a, of underground church in one village. And God gave a beautiful, beautiful ministry to Tanya. She helps... Um, all kids after school um, in that village. And then she has her own five beautiful children. As you can see in the picture, we Svet was able to help her with new clothes for her kids and uh, uh, school supply, backpacks. But also um, she had a huge need, and I think you can relate to that, that during lockdowns, they have big needs in uh, haircuts. All the children in her village really needed haircut. And um, Svet, with your help, was able to buy her a special haircut machine. And she is so happy. And uh, she's so excited that she was doing haircuts to all the kids in the village. And of course, parents were so touched. And they were asking her, like, why does she love um, her, their children so much and she does these things for them and many many in that village came to Jesus because of this haircuts and haircut machine and another story I want to share with you is that um, God, you all remember I shared with you how we start our ministry with blind people and um I shared with you that blind people are very closed because people cheat on them all the time. So they don't let people inside their homes ever. But with us, God um, opened a door for us to blind people homes. Is We found out that they have a big um, problem. Their apartments were full of uh, cockroaches. Um, we would go and um, we would go to their homes and uh, we would see how they would turn lights on in the kitchens and we couldn't figure out um, like why would they do that because we knew they're completely blind but later we asked them and they said that way we know when lights are turned on they um, at least we're not biting half of cockroaches they escape so we were able to invite those companies to get rid of cockroaches and uh, through that uh, many blind people gave life to Jesus and, um, and uh, we call this ministry Killing Cockroaches for Christ. But this year, uh, God showed us another need. It's a big like apartment dormitory where um, a lot of single mom lives. It will be like a huge um, floor and uh, each family will have a little room and just one washroom outside for all of them. So we saw a big need that they had bed bugs, like really, really bad situation, as you can see in the pictures. And when we, we begin to invite the special companies, they would come and uh, give... Uh, 
Next one I want to share with you in that um, same dormitory with single moms. Um, their washroom was outside, but even that one was not functional, not working well, always breaking, as you can see here. And um, with your help, we were able to um, fix that washroom and we were able to... Um, not only um, that they have clean washroom now, they're, as you can see on the picture, they're telling you huge thank you, but they also are able to use it, it's functional. But you know how our Jesus God, he always gives more and above. We were able to not do uh, fix only a washroom, but we were able to also um, install a sink for them so they can wash hands there. So they're telling you thank you so much. And um, I also um, want to share with you that many of you know Sue Katie and you know how I went to, um, to up north on uh, mission trips with her to Sioux Lookout, to Musini, and I developed a relationship there with them. And um, when I went to uh, Musini, you know the interesting thing was that everybody thought I'm one of them and everybody thought I'm native and they would all come to me and run to me and they, they said if they were here they would tell you that they said we thought that she's one of us till she opened her mouth and then they realized that I have an accent right but it's God how he put us together and we have a beautiful relationship now and uh, what happened when we heard that devastating news about the uh, dead body you, you all know this news we reach out to our friends there and um, pastor's wife and we asked what can we do for you we really Svet really wanted to help and she said that big uh, need will the great um, blessing will be to give kids our uh, backpacks back to school with school supplies and lunch boxes and water bottles and she was so sweet she's like whatever you can do maybe like you know 20 maybe 30 but how can you choose 20 30 kids right out of whole school so by faith we were like no let's do the whole school and then i remember that right beside that public school there is a actually catholic school then i was like wouldn't be like so bad that one school will get all this new stuff and one school won't so we're like by faith let's get the list of um these two schools and we got a list of kids from JK to grade 8 and when we send out the email and asking people to help uh, with 356 backpacks we needed your church was the first one right away responded and you took JK and SK uh, and I know that you already got them and they're full of school supplies and lunch, lunch boxes and water bottles and I'm so excited to take it there. I'm going on a trip on August 22nd. If you could please remember, pray for us. We're taking two vans full of these 356 backpacks and um, the cool thing is we're going to travel to Cochrane one day for about nine hours and then we're taking train to Musini from Cochrane to Musini. And the great thing is you can put this van on top of the train and uh, it doesn't matter, it's empty train, uh, empty van or full packed van. It's I think it's only $140. So we're so excited. They're um, starting actually school earlier than us here. They're starting that week on the second, uh, 22nd of August. So we're excited to drop off all these backpacks to kids there. And I want to give a microphone. Hey, everyone. Do you know that we came on a very special day today? It's her birthday. <laughs> Can we all congratulate? Happy birthday! <laughs> uh, today I wanted to share with you a very, um, very special and a personal uh, story. And I haven't shared um, the story um, yet, and, uh, but I thought this uh, might be very encouraging to some of you. So uh, as soon as I got married, my husband and I really wanted to have children, and, uh, but um, it wasn't happening. So then uh, we decided to uh, ask for help from doctors, and we uh, went to the fertility clinic, and we uh, were going through the medical treatments, and, um, and it was 
long two years. And every time we got a phone call from the lab that our embryo is not developing or it's dead, it was like losing a child. And uh, we, um, we went through uh, two unsuccessful IVFs. And at, at the end of those uh, IVFs, the doctor called us in and she said, she said to me, um, looks like you're too old. At that time I was 37. She's like, um, there's no way you can get pregnant and um, you'll never have kids. And she gave us a whole big pile of papers saying that we should look into adoption. And there were like three ways you can adopt an egg, you can adopt an embryo, you can adopt a child. And we were giving a pile of that papers and we left her office. And at that time, I don't even know like how I got home. And it was, it was just so devastating to me because I always dreamt to have kids. And... Uh, and uh, and uh, I just, that was a very hard time with me and God. At that time, I had a lot of questions to him. But I just surrendered to him, and I said, um, I just give the situation into your hands. And I started looking through the papers of the adoption and adopting a child. And then... Uh, we found out in a few weeks that we're expecting. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jesus, uh, we're, the doctor can say anything, but Jesus knows. And he gave us uh, uh, a daughter, beautiful daughter. We named her Malia Miracle. Malia means a long wished for. And then <laughs> we were so happy and not knowing that <laughs> this can happen again. And Jesus gave us 13... Um, Weeks later, he just proved the Ephesians 3.20 that he can give us more and above than what we can accept, expect and ask for. And he gave us a second beautiful daughter. There they are, <laughs> Keilani. Keilani, praise. So we praise Jesus for these beautiful two lives. And, and Jesus never does anything for no reason. <laughs> we went through this um, uh, so... Um, so the, um, back home, we'll have a ministry. God spoke to us and said he should uh, help those people, those couples that um, are struggling with fertility. And we have a ministry now helping those couples with all the treatments they need, all the counseling and the prayer support. And also we are helping um, couples with adoptions, with all the financial help and the paper gathering. It's a whole huge process, yeah. And I wanted to share with you about one of our um, ladies back home. Uh, her name is Elia. And we started, um, started the uh, ministry um, alongside each other in, from 1997, if I remember correct, uh, many, many years ago. And, um, and uh, she, uh, she got married soon after we started the ministry. And uh, she found out that she can't have kids. So as soon as she found that out, her husband dumped her. And uh, she was also devastated, but God gave her a different man that was, um, was all like accepting her as she is. And he was fine with this condition. And uh, uh, we continued the ministry. And one day, um, one boy comes into our orphanage. From a, he was transferred from a baby orphanage. He, that's him, Andy. He had severe cleft palate and cleft lip, and when he got to our orphanage, he couldn't even walk because he was so malnourished. And um, as soon as Elia saw him, uh, God spoke to her that that's her son, and she should take him home. And uh, she, um, she and her husband um, adopted him, and through um, many help, uh, the physiotherapy help, and lots of nutrition food, he started walking. And then through um, a lot of surgeries, he had to get few surgeries. His lip got fixed and the cleft palate. And she had to take him through the speech therapy so he would start talking that understandably. And look at him now. He's 25 years old. He actually went to school. And, um, and he uh, graduated school with such great uh, grades that he was able to get into college. And that's actually the... And 
And then later, after many years, God showed us a place that we should go next. It's a one orphanage uh, in mountains, and it's two hours away from where we lived. And um, there was no church, was no underground church there, so we couldn't ask any anyone from there to start um, visiting that orphanage. So then Elia agreed to drive for two hours there, two hours back, and um, start the ministry there. And... Um, at first, she was like, it's so tiring <laughs> to go there. Like, it took like two, three buses to get there. She said, but as soon as I get there, I see all the smiles on the kids' faces, and I get so happy, and I forget about all my tiredness. So one day, uh, she, um, she, six months ago, actually, um, Sasha and Sami got into that orphanage, and as soon as she saw them, God spoke to her. She, like He just squeezed her heart. She's like, you need to get those kids there, your, um, your other two kids. And uh, so six months ago, um, Sasha and Sammy lost their mom. And that's the only mom they had, the single parent. And she died from a TB because she got the TB from her brother that returned from a prison. And back home in prison, uh, probably 99% of um, people get TB because that's very common um, sickness there. And so she died and they got into the orphanage and um, Elia just couldn't stop thinking about them. And when God squeezed her heart that day, she was coming back home for two hours and and all she could think about is these two children. And she was praying that God will talk to her husband. And she was so worried what he'll say. But as soon as she got home, she told him about these two kids. And she showed him uh, their picture. And he's like, oh my goodness, they look just like us. <laughs> let's, let's get them home. So they started uh, gathering the papers. It's a huge process. It at least takes one year um, to uh, gather just the papers, just to submit to the like judge and and. But uh, here we are, two months later. Uh, God made a miracle that all the papers gathered, and we can officially say that these kids are officially adopted, and they're one of their three kids. Thank you so much. We wouldn't be able to do this without you, and uh, we're so happy to share. <laughs> This awesome news with you. And at the end, I just would like to share uh, one scripture with you. And here's the scripture is Luke 5, uh, 3 to 4. And I wanted to show you our little something. Here's the, let's pretend the shallow waters right here. And you know when... Um, Jesus said, take your boat and put it in the water, and it's in a shallow water. And this is a place where you come, you give your life to Jesus, you repent, you want to live for him. But Jesus doesn't want you to stay in the shallow waters. He wants you to move to deeper um, waters. As like, and the scripture says that he says, at first he says, put your boat in the shallow water, but then he says, move your boat to a deeper water and um, I couldn't come up with anything for deeper water so please pretend that deeper waters are here and um, Jesus wants us to move from that area because he knows that only in the deeper waters we can see big miracles and we can be anchored in Kim. And today I want to tell you, thank you so much that you are people of not shallow waters. You're not the one who wanted just to stay in the shallow waters, just to be in your comfort zone. You leave your comfort zone, you move to up deep waters, and you, are, you trust Jesus, and you ask him for miracles. And all what you heard today, all these miracles are happening back home. It's because of you, because... You are the people of deep waters. Thank you so much. Thank you. We're going to close with a song, a very simple song. Jesus, I love you.
Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you more and more. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you more and more. With all of my heart and all of my soul and all of my mind and all of my strength, with all of my heart, and all of my soul, and all of my mind, and all of my strength, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you more and more. With all of my heart and all of my soul and all of my mind and all of my strength with all of my heart and all of my soul and all of my mind all of my strength Jesus I love you Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you more and more, more and more, more.